Do you like to go on a okay. second date? Would I go on a second date with Kendrick? Yes, I don't know. It, it would depend on what the last five minutes of the date was like. Mm-hmm. Gonna walk me to my door? Yeah, absolutely. You go, okay. Yeah. And then what's gonna happen? Um, oh God. <laughs> Welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Kane of exonicole.com. And I'm your co-host, Sheridan Chanel, also of exonicole.com. And we are, we're actually, it's just the two of us today. Amber is out. I feel like I get to spend quality time with Sheridan when we haven't had our little, our little quality time in a minute. We haven't. This is cool, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys first, before we get into the episode, I want to thank everyone for engaging with us on the exo happy hour instagram which is at exo happy hour y'all are so funny that's where we <laughs> we get to talk to you guys and and comment back also thanks for leaving ratings on apple what is the apple podcast yeah, apple we've been podcast. saying itunes like the last few episodes please forgive us <laughs> they kind of learned folded. that from you as well they folded <laughs> well because i was like oh it's called apple podcast yeah, it's called apple know. podcast yeah. they they kind of did away with itunes and i didn't know that either mm-hmm. and we got like a scathing review from <laughs> this I, i'm gonna put it out there like the thread. yeah so there's a twitter page uh, that a young woman uh runs called podcast in color and shout out to her um, for just recognizing and highlighting podcasts of color. But I think she went and listened to our first episode and she had so many critiques and feedback. And I and I had to remind myself not to take it personal because one, sometimes like podcasting has been going on for what, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Or, and so a lot of people will compare our first episode to somebody's 400th. You know, and that's and that's not fair to us. It's not. But it also reminded me of the quality that people expect from us, especially at Exxon Nicole. And even when we started this podcast, I remember telling them like I'm I'm like just super involved in everything that goes on with this podcast. And it's because of us being in the game for so long and in me being who I am. Um, there's like little room for error. People will pick up our the 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 tiniest yeah, I thing, can see. like with the uh, scathing twenty tweet thread that happened. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone's uh, yeah. So I and by that time we were already up to episode three or four, and the quality of the episodes got better. We were getting our flow, and I had to remind myself she just listened to the first one. We've sorted out a lot of issues. She was giving us feedback on, but I thank you, girl, because. I I didn't realize iTunes was not no longer iTunes and we're Apple Podcasts. So, <laughs> and shout out to that because you guys have left us a lot of reviews. You helped us peak at number six, I believe it was, or number yep. eight on Apple Podcasts all time bestseller relationship chart. And we and it hasn't we haven't been out a month and and right. we would not be able to do this without you all. Like. You 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 come in, you listen to an episode, and then it's almost like you go back and listen, binge all the rest of them because they're all kind of rising at the same time. And I'm very appreciative of that. So thank you. I'm appreciative of all feedback, positive and negative, because it's just helping us grow and get better and better. Oh, you're a bigger person than me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, girl, I know a lot of time. When you know, I did a lot of self work. So like I, I hear people, you know, I hear them now before I used to, you know, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Like, I what are you talking about? That way. Yeah. Yes. But I'm beyond that part now. Like I, I, I implemented some of the feedback and thank you, girl. Um, in today's episode, we have a special <laughs> guest joining us, actor Kendrick Cross who you can catch every Tuesday night on OWN's new drama series, Ambitions. You can also catch him in a movie called Breaking Up is Hard to Do, which is starring Demetria McKinney on Amazon Prime. He's on first this movie called First Impressions alongside Lamont Rucker on Netflix. And I really wish I like had remembered this <laughs> when we interviewed him because he played like in the movie, he's Lamont Rucker's like best friend. And Lamont goes to his house unannounced. And he comes to the door with like one of those B and D like collars around, oh. his, <laughs> around his neck. Mm-hmm. And his wife is in the back, played by Erica Page. She got a whip. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're all into the whole bondage and domination thing, the whole movie. I think he was even howling in one scene. And I was like, this is <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Oh, we should have brought that up. Oh, we should have. <laughs> oh, make that interview spicy. Yes. <laughs> yes. But we took it easy on him. Like, he's a, he's a very shy guy and very, he has a very, like, you know, low-key demeanor. He does. It's fine. I didn't want to scare him like that, you know. So, <laughs> but first, before we get into this interview, let's pregame. As we said earlier, it's me and Sheridan today, yes. and Amber is out because yes. she's on a trip to Egypt right yes. now. Yes, and she's very excited about the pyramids. I remember that. If you guys have not listened to our prior episodes, Amber is she was working a six figure job for what since since she was twenty four. Mm-hmm. She's been in a health field for over 10, 15 years. She got laid off from that one or well, her latest job in May and she hasn't worked since. Yeah. She's trying to figure herself out. So she, she manifested the layoff. I yeah, think. she did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's kind of living off of like 401k and savings and savings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because I know people are like, well, how is she in Egypt? And she she out here. She booked the trip. <laughs> You but know, she booked a, a trip, tri- like trip was, before most yeah. of she had paid for most of it before yeah. she was laid off. Mm-hmm. I think she got into traveling maybe two, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. I noticed when people are going through a life shift, they get into traveling and heavy. That's where you find yourself mm-hmm. through travel. And it's interesting because she's around the age where I started my life shift. I started traveling a lot. I had a eat, pray, love year or years around 2016, right after I left my uh, former celebrity gossip blog to 20, yes, from 2015 to 2017. So I went to like Dubai, Cabo, we, we rode horses. Um, I went to Vietnam for 10 days with like strangers, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I went to London. I went ATV in, in Vegas, yes. um, jetpacking in San Diego. I think one day you kind of wake up and say, this, this can't be my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I did not come this far to just exist. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in a routine and you're going to the same job every day. You got the same set of friends. Everything just feels stagnant, like you're stuck. I noticed that we have an influx of articles on the website. 
Yeah, I think people can kind of relate to that. Like you worded it very perfectly, just talking about how you can kind of feel stuck in this pattern of existing and not really living. Because that's how I felt about life until I started traveling too. And that's kind of why it's important to me. Like I want to change the scenery like two to three times a year. Yeah, for sure. Because I just feel like that's the only way to truly dig into yourself and learn about yourself is through those experiences and putting yourself onto another part of the map that you wouldn't think about, you know? I think you have to remove yourself from an environment that's comfortable Mm -hmm. to you to even really find yourself. Mm -hmm. And people like, I don't know if you guys know, but I've lived in like 10 states in the last 15 years. I moved like every two years. Mm Um, and for me, it was about changing my environment. I felt like every time I removed myself from an environment that got super comfortable to me and I'd move out of state or move somewhere else, I had to relearn everything, get new friends, find new everything. You know, you got you, you have to find new favorite restaurants, a new mechanic, new everything. But I feel like each time I propelled myself forward and learned something new about myself. Mm-hmm. So I know everybody doesn't have the luxury to move. But if you're feeling stuck in life, like if if you can't just move out of state or out of to a different city, even saving up to travel yeah. one to two times a year really will help like yeah, take a flight to New Orleans or something. It ain't that expensive, <laughs> you know. Take a staycation. Even in your weekend city, trips you know? when you uh, mm-hmm. drive three hours and stay in a cabin. Yeah, then you just go to a I cabin. Go to a cabin. It was an hour and a half away, so it wasn't even that far. But yeah, it was nice to just kind of be with myself. You, you know, weren't not be distracted. Were you with yourself? I can be an autonomous creature in the presence of another soul. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I was not with myself. I was with my ex-boyfriend. Um, he was helping me capture content. Uh, okay, that's what we call it nowadays. <laughs> Capturing content. Okay, sis. Let me see that camera roll. I want to see this content. I mean, <laughs> the bigger picture, though, is that it's nice to, you know, get away for a little bit. You know? <laughs> You're like, we get off topic here. No, <laughs> And, and, tape, and that know? was kind of neat because they went to uh, some cabins called the getaway. Yeah. Do they make you give up your phone or something like that? Yes. You, there's a cell phone lockbox that you're supposed to lock your phones away um, for the duration of the trip. And also there's no Wi-Fi. So email and all that stuff is prohibited. I mean, of course, you can do your own thing if that's what you like to do. But the point of going to getaway cabin is to reset and reconnect with yourself or your loved one, if that's who comes with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, or an um, ex. <laughs> you know, that's what we and, do. Um, they do have like, you know, cabins where you can bring your pet or like uh, family members too. So there can be like bunk beds in the cabins too. So it's not just for like yourself or just for your bay. It, it can be for anybody. So what about being out in the woods with that big window? Oh, that was nice. It oh, was, that was beautiful. Good. Therapeutic. No you know. bears came. No bears. I didn't see bears. They said bears could come, but oh, I didn't no, see honey. bears. Listen, don't leave any food I think, out or anything. I think I don't want to speak to all black people, but I do think we do. We fear the woods. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be out in nobody's woods <laughs> with worms, bears, tigers, owls. Mm-hmm. Water is a like I could swim like a mermaid, but I hate being in the water because I know it's things in there, mm-hmm. like you know, jellyfish and crazy like yeah. fish and mm-hmm. and Sharks. those type of things. Yeah, so it's, yeah, there are. <laughs> 
So that we have, like I said, a, quite a few articles of people that just upped and traveled on the website. And I want to go through just a few of them really quick. If you go to exohappyhour.com, we do have episode guides for every single episode. So if you're uh, listening to us in your car and we're dropping article names or resources, you can find all of those uh, links on our episode guides. And we do it for every single episode. Um, so one girl, she um, the article is called I Downsized to Travel the World and Live My Dream. And I love how she started the post because she said, have you ever felt so uncomfortable in your life that nothing makes sense anymore? You keep falling in the same type of relationship with the same type of men. Your career seems to be going nowhere. You no longer feel comfortable in your own home and you keep waking up every day saying to yourself, this can't be all there is to life. Mm -hmm. That was where she was when she was like, "Okay, I'm downsizing. Everything she she realized to travel, she'd have to get rid of most Everything, of her stuff. Yeah. So she said it was either now or never. She was single. She had a man, no commitments. Um, I was in that place when I moved from Arizona to New York. I was like, I am tired of dragging stuff I've accumulated over 10 years from place to place, mm-hmm. paying for storage. Mm-hmm. I spent like four thousand dollars putting stuff in storage and having it there over like a three or four year time just to go back to storage and throw everything out. I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I sold everything to shed myself of materialistic things that weigh us down and start my new life. I miss a lot of that stuff too, but <laughs> I like it when I'm ready to go to an event. I'm like, I thought you were about to tell me like, <laughs> oh, you know, I feel renewed. I did. I felt I feel, liberated, but okay. now that I'm starting to get settled sometimes, mm-hmm. like, like I, I don't have a lot of clothes because I never like built my closet back up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I, that went to St. Jude, you know. Um, oh, that was nice though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a couple... This couple, um, the article name is This Couple Sold Everything They Owned to Travel the World on an Endless Honeymoon. This couple had a brand agency. They were entrepreneurs. So they had a wedding, but they weren't able to really enjoy their honeymoon because, you know, entrepreneurship, it never cuts off. Mm -hmm. And so they promised themselves that they would try to take a honeymoon like every year. That turned into them just saying, you know what, let's get rid of all of this stuff that's holding us back. We can run our business remote. Exactly. And they and they sold everything and they started traveling to different countries and running their business remote. Half of these people I need to catch back up with, see where they are in life. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because these are all personal stories. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite was I broke up with my boyfriend. (laughs) I moved overseas and then I found love again. Mm -hmm. And this girl, um, she says seven months after that breakup, I finished my MBA, packed up my apartment, quit my job, left for Europe. She said (laughs) I had no plan. All I knew is that I wanted to get away from Atlanta because I refused to be just another single Overly educated, twenty-something black woman Ooh, in Atlanta, triggered. brunching, <laughs> brunching on Sundays. Triggered. She said, <laughs> she said. She said. I figure I could at least be a single, overly educated, twenty-something black woman brunching in London. Um, she she ended up moving to London, but I think she um, and then she went to Dubai, and that's where she met her man who was from Holland. The last time I spoke with her, she was in Switzerland. Are they still together? Because I wanted to know that. This is, uh, she's a blogger named Coco Gone Global. Mm-hmm. And I, I, last I checked, they were still together. Okay. This is an interracial relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But she, in her article, she reminded women just to not like 
be closed off from finding different types of love and where are you going to find them she had no idea she was going to find her man overseas yeah man <laughs> and then i because i know people are reading this like what these people just quit their jobs how about i don't have a savings I don't have it like that. Um, there was a girl that wrote an article called Not Everyone Can Quit Their Job to Travel and That's Okay. And I feel like she gave great actionable steps. And Sheridan can tell you a little bit about some of those <laughs> steps. <laughs> okay, some of the actionable steps because you don't have to quit your job to travel the world. Let's just let's just make that yeah. a Yeah, and we realize that everybody don't have a 401k. Everyone don't have a 401k. And savings and all those other and things. And maybe that's not even what you want for real. Like maybe you do like the balance of like, oh, I work nine to five for X amount of weeks and then mm-hmm. I go on a trip for two months. Right. Or, I don't know, two weeks or whatever. Um, so the actionable steps are create a travel fund. Um, establish your needs versus your wants. And when she said create a travel fund, it's just sometimes you can set up an automatic saving a savings account. So... Um, every day, every payday, you might get it automatically transferred out, whether it's 25, whether it's 100, whether it's mm-hmm. 250. I just set up one for $500 to come out every pay period. Ooh, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a great point. You could set up an automatic savings. And then once you hit a certain threshold, that can be when you purchase your plane ticket mm-hmm. and establish your needs versus your wants. Put a portion of your trip on layaway, which is cool because sites like airaffordable.com or The Truth is black owned, by the way. Okay, black woman owned. I didn't know that. Um, yes. So that's how I book all my trips, literally, like my trip to London. Uh, my trip to Paris is coming up in February. My trip to Puerto Rico, that's just how I've been able to book my international travels yeah. through that. And you just put... I think it's 10% down mm-hmm. and then you pay the rest in installments. You can either do it every three weeks or every two weeks or every four weeks. And that's so airfordable.com. I liked airfordable because like they want it paid within a certain amount of time. You're yeah. probably going to pay it off within three months, no matter yeah, when your trip sure. is. Yeah. And that's reasonable to most people. So, and when she says established needs versus wants, it's just sometimes like when I lived in New York, I was taking an Uber all the time when I, I could get on a subway. Yeah. So that was dollars that could be saved towards, <laughs> towards this, you know, traveling. A lot of times we're like, we don't have the money, but we don't, there's things that we're spending towards like these monthly fees. We might have cable, but never mm-hmm. turn on a TV. Mm-hmm. Y'all, if you got cable, you're not really turning on a TV like that. If you don't buy yourself an antenna, the first time I bought an antenna for $20 off of Amazon and I got a guy to come over and put my <laughs> antenna up and them, them channels started coming in. I was Not like, what? the rabbit ears. And I don't, yes. Well, I mean, now, now they have like digital ones that are a little bit okay. more fancy. So okay. I'm not looking too ghetto with my okay. rabbit ears. <laughs> but yeah, get yourself an antenna off of Amazon and, and most of the channels, you can get uh, so many channels mm-hmm. and you're not stuck with a cable bill. Or just stream, y'all. Like, come on now. So, <laughs> so last week we had a mental health episode and you guys have been responding very positively. I've, I've taken a break since then. I, I do want you guys to know this is our first time recording in about 10 days. We were just recording podcasts and outside of our other work and it just was a lot. Someone told me, someone left a comment on the EXO Happy Hour Instagram that I sound like I was having a panic attack during our last episode. But yeah, that's how burned out we were. Have you done anything new since our mental health episode when we said we're going to pour into ourselves? You know, just more self-pleasure, whether that looks like (laughs) uh, taking myself out to lunch 
you know, maybe twice a week. It's, it's been a thing because I think I spend too much time in my home when I'm doing yeah, work. For sure. And sometimes I don't know to take a break. So it's, that's been a good thing. And, you know, taking some time to spend some time with my vibrator. That's been great for me as well. So, <laughs> you know, what? well, I went and got a facial pulse and <laughs> and and I actually I got like micro dermabrasia I had dermaplaning mm-hmm. and something else micro needling mm-hmm. so that was my self-care I really felt and then I went and bought all these skincare products so that I can do um, a nightly skincare routine and I mm-hmm. felt like that's a, a great self-care routine yes. I know this this girl wrote on a website about clearing up her hyperpigmentation she had a like a 10-step Korean oh, yeah. beauty routine <laughs> I, I I did about five of those steps I got mm-hmm. my toners I got my you know my moisturizers my face oil that's that's been a dope addition to my self-care routine we have a message from someone that left a message on our voice notes in regards to the mental health episode so I'm 27 and I'm moving into a different phase in my life where I'm trying to manifest as much positive energy as possible, and I'm trying to be more mindful of the situations I put myself in so that nothing negative latches onto me. And I'm finding that a lot of my anxiety and negative feelings come from family. So basically, I need to redefine my relationship with family members, and I'm not sure how to do that without being disrespectful or completely ghosting. Um, but I still need to assert myself as an adult. Uh, my sister has a very like weird relationship with her father. And it's difficult because I don't want to say, hey, don't you don't have to talk to him ever. But at the same time, it's like maybe you should because your mental health depends on that, you know. Right. But at the same time, that's your father. Like they say you can choose your friends, you can choose your partner, but you can't choose family. So I don't know, like. So I found out I was an empath recently where like I pick up the energy of everybody else. And so I may take that energy with me throughout the rest of the day. And that's why I'm very careful about who has not only access to me, but who comes into my space. I don't allow anyone into my home for that reason as well. Like you got to be super, super special to walk in my apartment because like that's my sanctuary. I can't I can't have you bringing that energy in my place and then it takes a while to get that energy out. For me with family, it's been hard because I haven't been in contact with a lot of my family over the last few years. That is living. I had a lot of deaths in my family, of course. My uh, parents are no longer living. None of my grandparents are living, but I still do have aunts and cousins. Um, I remember I used to call back home to um, check in on everybody, but I would get a lot of negativity. And for me, when people don't want to change, they rather complain about their situation than take strides to change some circumstance. I think it makes them feel better to, of course, unload it on someone else, but I, I'm not in the mental space <laughs> sometimes to take that on. And so my check-ins went from calls Send a quick text every now and then. How's everything going? Just checking in. How the kids? Send me a picture, you know? <laughs> and that's how I created those boundaries. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of hard because everybody's uh, relationship with their family is different. I think as Black women, we're starting to learn the importance of reclaiming our time. And I think this kind of extends to that. I think we're starting to really think about how things are affecting our energy and ways for us to prioritize ourselves. And I think setting boundaries with family members is a part of that. So I feel like if that's what's best for you, 
do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to set boundaries just because it is a family member, because that's still a person at the end of the day. That's still someone that access to your energy is still a privilege. You know what I'm saying? I think that if you know that those are things that are setting you off or triggering you or putting you into a very bad negative space, I think you should, you're right to step away from that. And I know it's Thanksgiving. I know, that right? That's, that's, right, that's right before Thanksgiving, too. Like, but, how do you but that's navigate the biggest, that? But yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like, because people feel like, oh, I have to sit here and endure this, like, third degree or this fourth degree um, from my family. Because, like, everyone isn't owed you in your presence. and At all. So. As we mentioned earlier, last week we decided to get out of the office and take happy hour on location. And we invited actor Kendrick Cross to pull up to the bar Kendrick is one of the actors of the new Ambitions drama series that you can catch every Tuesday night on OWN. Exxon Nicole was actually featured in the first episode. And a little known fact, I was actually in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had enough lines to get my side. Uh, what is it? The, the sad, sad card? card? Are you yes. serious? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I mean, first of all, acting is not my thing. I, I'm fully aware of that. And I learned about, I learned a week week before I was supposed to fly down to Atlanta and be in this this drama series that it was happening. Number two, they put me on FaceTime with Benny Boom. And I was like, oh, Benny Boom. Like, oh, this is serious. Like, because I just thought I was an extra. I get down to Atlanta and I start reading the script. No, I saw like who I was corresponding with in the scene. I'm corresponding with Robin Givens, Brian White. Like, okay. And I was like, I'm in a scene with the legendary Robin Givens? Like, <laughs> How were her cheekbones in person? Oh, girl, popping. <laughs> but I was so intimate. I like to die on spot. And I was like, God, if you just get me through this three three hours, I owe you one. Because <laughs> I don't know what I did to even be blessed enough to be on this set. I think um, they had cast people for my role. And I think Will or someone. So the writer, real quick, before we get into this interview, the writer of uh, Ambitions, the creator, was a former blogger. But he blogged about soap operas. Um, this is his first drama series ever. And so when I asked him why did he choose me to be in the script, he was like, I was so inspired by your story that I wrote you in the script a year ago. This happened a year prior. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to first I want to say that story because I think a year prior, I didn't know where my life was going. You never know who's watching you mm -hmm. while you're trying to get it together and you're working behind the scenes and you think nobody's seeing what you're doing and and what you're working on. People are watching. That was very interesting. And yeah, it was it was a great experience. And I I super blessed to be a part of Ambitious. <laughs> but it's a juicy, juicy nighttime soap opera with Brian White playing the mayor of Atlanta. You got Robin Givens playing his wife. You got Titus, which is Kendrick Cross character and Essence Atkins played his wife, Amara. And it's a whole lot of foolery, Atlanta mm -hmm. messiness. Mm -hmm. And you can catch that every uh, Tuesday night on OWN. But yeah, let's, let's <laughs> hop into this happy hour. I'm excited because we're here at Parlor Bar in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Y'all know I have not gotten out all year. 
So I thought we should move this happy hour to like a dope location. Yeah. So thanks for the recommendation, Amber. Yay, it's my favorite spot. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> and we're here with a special guest. Kendrick Cross. Yes. <laughs> He's Woo! one of the stars of Own's new show, Ambitions. He plays Titus Hughes. Yes. Nice. And <laughs> I was telling him downstairs, I'm a former blogger. I can find whatever on anyone. But he doesn't have a lot of information online about him, like anything. So why is that? <laughs> it was, just, what's up with I'm that? I'm just private. I'm just, I'm proud. I don't put it all out there. You know, I, I'm not the type that walk around with the phone and talk to it, you know, and, and it's nothing wrong with that if people do that, <laughs> but it's just not me. No, you're mm-hmm. old school too. I, I think, you know, we're in this generation now where like everything is online. Oh yeah. Like if I meet someone out on the street, he'll probably look up my Instagram right. then he'll start scrolling and reading captions. And mm-hmm. by the first date, he thinks he knows me already. <laughs> I don't, I, w- I will look at someone's Instagram, but I don't, I don't get into reading all of that. You know, I just look at the pictures, see what you got going on, see how wild you are. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something so okay. yeah, no, no, no. Let's peel into that. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Something like, that you look for? A more wild or no, more no, no. tame? Not oh, okay. A little bit of both, you know? Oh, I, yes. I like a, I like a mix. Balance. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> look, look, I'm already the quiet one. I don't need, we don't need two of us. Okay. okay. Yeah. Success today. Hello. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yes. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, it sure. is happy clink, hours. Clink, Hello. Oh, what should we cheers to something? Clink, clink. Wait, I can't. Uh, a cheer to. Oh, cheers. We need a cherry. You're you're popping our cherry today. This is our Ooh. first filming. Okay. okay. <laughs> pop, pop. Okay. <laughs> Yummy. So, uh, Kenny is a vegan. Mm-hmm. What made you get into the vegan lifestyle? One day I was eating chicken. Oh, Lord. Oh, he and did this face. The skin though. and the veins. So it just, I was like, oh, man, I'm eating something that was once alive. And I don't have the right to do that. Oh, you know, okay. they, they, have, they, they think and breathe and protect their kids or whatever, just like we do. So uh, it, it's mine was like next day. Wow. So it was vegetarian for a while, a pescatarian rather. I was still eating fish. Mm-hmm. But even just seeing it, especially mm-hmm. they served it to me one time with the head on it and I just couldn't eat it. And so I started doing my research and found out that as Africans, back in the day, we were mostly vegetarians. But through the globalization and colonization of them people, mm-hmm. slavery, they forced meat on us. Now we got diabetes. We got high blood pressure because our bodies oh. aren't meant to eat that crap. Okay. Sorry, y'all. If you better call, no, you better call, right. Just okay. go ahead. Go, go ahead. With this, like, just, <laughs> just give it to I've heard it broken down yeah. like Africa, before. It's got sunlight, water, good soil. Mm-hmm. So everything grew. Oh, yeah. So mine is more so the life of the animal versus uh, healthy. But I, I have found that it. You know, I got more energy, da da da, skin, eyes. Yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> it is popping. It is popping. So, how many years ago was that that you did that? So, it's been five years vegan, mm-hmm. and then two years was pescatarian. Oh, okay. So, it's like a seven year, like total. Right. Wow. Okay. So, if you had like a young lady coming over, I'm sorry to switch gears a little bit, mm-hmm. but what's something you would prepare for her? Oh, that's a good question. As mm-hmm. far as food, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I like doing uh, like these stir fries mm-hmm. with uh, chickpeas and quinoa. And, oh, nice. That's you know, good. And, and a, lot, <laughs> a lot of veggies. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a real cool um, and, and something unique. And I'm like, oh, this, this is pretty good. I can yeah. do this. You know? um, it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's simple. Or, you know, just order out. Okay. <laughs> so is your partner being vegan, is that a deal breaker? Is it okay if they're not? No, because I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand. I, I prefer if they're open. 
to 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 not doing it and it's and, a commitment right i mean it is i mean you've been some people have been eating meat for 30 years mm-hmm. so i can i don't expect them to just stop mm-hmm. unless they have the same mentality and consciousness that i have but um no no do vegans taste better i think so Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Hey. I've never okay. tasted myself, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> okay, let me sip on that one. Huh? Yes, I'll sip too. Mm. Me too. So, um, you're a poet. I mentioned a second ago. Mm. How did you get into that? Oh man, so I, I've been writing, and, and I haven't. I've been like on hiatus with it. Just mm-hmm. let me uh-huh. be clear with it. I haven't written in a while. But well, how long is a while? It's at least since I've been in Atlanta this these five years. It's oh. it's, it's sort of like a weird writer's block. Uh-huh. So I had to dedicate myself to the acting. Some people can do it, mm-hmm. but the way I was writing, we could be here now and I could just, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's done. Yeah. And I would be ready to, you know, to spit. Well, the acting got so much and so overwhelming and we got so many scripts and so many that it just pushed that aside. Yeah. So now if I try to write, it's bits and pieces. It doesn't come out like it usually does. Um, so about five years now, I haven't written written anything. You haven't been inspired? Yeah, yeah constantly. But I, again, I can't finish. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, like I, I know what that feels like. Right. Yeah. How does it make you feel if someone like listened to your poetry? No, yeah, I, I enjoy it because I, I like to watch Tim's like, wow, I didn't know you could do this type, mm-hmm. type deal. Yeah. And so you- my mind was putting it to music. Mm-hmm. And I actually used to travel with a band and we had like a couple of singers and we, we turned it into a, a concert situation where it was kind of dope. Um, and I would open up for, I've opened up for Charlie Wilson before, you know, just Let me little things okay. like that. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. and my shows were really cool and intimate, mm-hmm. and which is way I like, I hate big venues. Mm-hmm. I like, I like a little bigger than this, but <laughs> <laughs> well, just three or four hundred people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but we never were above them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was right on the floor with them my people would sit in the audience and certain pieces, they would rise up and start. Like we made a show out of it. So it was really cool. And they, and, and everybody knows me from that in, uh, in South Carolina and other places. Kenny the Poet is what they used to call me. People would say, man, look like you acting up there. Oh, okay. And, and I actually labeled it Poe Theater, you know, mm-hmm. and, and because it would. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'd tear up. Like it was just, I was so deep into it mentally that it that and the and the way I wrote was so descriptive mm-hmm. that people could visualize it, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And then it transitioned into my first commercial, my first TV show, and and, and it just kept going. And I was doing both at the same time. And at one point, it just I just got overwhelmed with mm-hmm. the acting side yeah. and scripts, and I have trouble memorizing all them doggone pages. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's another story. And he used to be very shy, right? Right. So yeah. that's how you got in. It's kind of weird because it's like you were shy, but then you were able to. Get up here and perform. Right. I could do large crowds, which is weird, but one-on-one, if someone's like, yo, do some poetry, I, I just, I couldn't do it. I don't know. I was just, something inside of me was like, no, you know, but stages, lights, you know, you can't really see people. Um, it would just happen. And I would mm-hmm. go inside my own world and next thing you know, I'm entertaining. And that's, how, you know, and that started, jump-started a lot of things, Sh- getting rid of shyness, um, so most of it anyway, but. Yeah. yeah, it just jumped out. <laughs> jump started a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have a little game for you, and it's called mm-hmm. a first date with. Oh lord! <laughs> yeah. so don't be. I'm don't so worry. Excited. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be happy hour fun. Mm. 
It's okay. I'm sipping. <laughs> so this was inspired by, we had a um, couple on the show mm-hmm. and they met in a Uber pool. Oh, wow. They're, they're married now and expecting. But we, we figure an Uber pool ride. 10 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe 20 or 30, depending on where you're going. Real so I, I feel like you can get to know someone in about a 10 minute, 15 minute time. So we're going to set the timer. And we're going to take turns asking questions until the 10 minutes is up okay. to see, you know, what you're like. And if you'd be worthy of a second date. Okay. What is the biggest trauma that you've had to overcome in your life? And how did you go about doing that? So there's been a couple of, you know, death is always uh, one of them. My father passed like two years ago. And when that happened, I suddenly realized that, wow, I'm a man now. Mm -hmm. Even though I've been a man for years, but he's gone. So now I have to be where he was. Mm -hmm. Um, Also financially, when the housing crisis and all that hit, I almost lost my house. Mm -hmm. My business folded immediately. And, you know... For a while, I wasn't paying the mortgage. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So that was super tough to overcome that. Luckily, acting gigs kind of helped me. But there were some points like, I was like, how am I going to eat tomorrow? You know. But inside of me, it's weird. I'm never worried, even though I'm worried. Doesn't that, I, I don't know if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Like, you know, even living here, mm-hmm. before I booked Ambitions, it started getting tough again. Mm-hmm. But I was like... I'll drive Uber. I'll do whatever I need to. And I was driving for Uber for a while. It may, you know, I'm a little paranoid, but uh, <laughs> just, just sitting right behind Especially me. in Atlanta. Right, right. Um, luckily, I didn't have to do it long, but I'm not afraid to, to get out and do what I got to do to support my art. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Okay. What is your mornings like? Like, uh, how do you start your day? Uh, so right now I go to the gym. Six in the morning. So um, wake up. I have a, a routine where I drink like two cups of water straight out of bed, and and then I, you know, give my give my clothes on, walk my dog, and uh, take my little protein uh, pre workout stuff, and I head to the gym and just get it in. You know, and that's a, it's a release for me. I, love, I enjoy working out. We we all should. Yes, yeah. we we do. Uh, if you had a woman, what would your mornings be like? Hopefully it would be the same. Um, you know, maybe a, uh, uh, sometimes we do other workouts in the morning. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> yes, stretch uh, me. But, My but, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but hopefully, yeah, it's, it's, it's along that same levels. It's just doing things we like to do together or, or, or separate sometimes. You know, I've mm-hmm. had friends um, over and they don't want to get up. And it's cool. I'll go and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still gotta get this routine in. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what is your sign? Taurus. Oh, oh, okay. hmm See, I don't get into signs. What does that mean? I mean I get the I get the whole <laughs> private and like the very like serious about business and money and um are you a homebody? Yes. That's a Taurus. Ooh. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. I like Taurus's. Do you think it's hard to date as an actor? And I say this because it's not consistency. Right. You know, you never know what show you're going to be booked for. Right. What income you're going to have the next year. Right. Yes. But just be honest about it. I'm not afraid to say, you know, it's not a good week. I don't I don't, I don't want to put on. It just bothers me when jokers <laughs> put on. They rent cars. They, 
you know, you got the Gucci belt. You know, I, I got to have this. Yeah. yeah. Nice bag. Flexitarians. 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 I like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 20, you want a $2,500 bag, but you mm-hmm. got ten fifty in the bank, you know? Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. That's putting on. Hell right. right. Priorities. So I want to hear, like, what are your, like, foundational things that are important to you and a partner? Like, what is it that Hendrick must have? Well, honesty. Mm-hmm. Be in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I know everyone's not there, but willing to get there. Mm-hmm. Like, come come with me. Let's go get it. Yes. Let's eat right. Let's mm-hmm. be healthy. Yes. Um, and just have my back mm-hmm. in what I decide I want to do. Instead of like, no, you shouldn't do that because I need Mm. Oh, okay. Um, you know, just just have my back. Let's get it together. Versus, eh. right. Mm. So, go get her. Right. Do you feel like you have a a clock internally that's ticking? I was wondering if men feel that because um, I know women feel like, oh, for marriage or kids or marriage, like marriage, kids, anything. the whole thing, anything. the whole thing, yeah, family, no. family. Okay, no. none of the above. I, I think if it's gonna if it. It'll happen if it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Continue living mm-hmm. each day yes. mm-hmm. as best you can. All that other stuff will happen. That's where the worry comes in. I got friends. Oh, my gosh. They're so worried about that. Mm-hmm. Getting married. That you could see it on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. The desperation. Yeah. Like, yeah. live. I wanna, Let's yeah. go hiking tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Let's yeah. go hiking. It's okay. Yeah. Like, it'll right. be okay. And it'll happen when it's supposed to. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't feel that. Like, I, I want kids. I don't have them yet, but I'm not, it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've always just had a fear of like settling. That's it. Like, I'd rather. That is a tough one. <laughs> That's why you know, live in a single them yeah. until I, you know, right. enjoy life, enjoy what I like doing mm-hmm. until. Right. I like that, that perfect match comes along. I like so that. we didn't reveal whether he would be worthy of a second date mm-hmm. from our. Uh, <laughs> Was that was that the determining factor? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The question good. I still have more to go. I was like cats versus dogs, right. tacos or pizza. Like what do we like? <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> right. Teach okay, me. y'all. <laughs> oh, are we deciding now? Are we? Yeah, the, yeah. Go, oh. You go ahead. I mean, I mean, yeah. I would definitely um, go on another date, dig a little deeper. You're you just know. You just saying that. I mean, listen, I, this look, tour is coming what, out. You hear the, this court tour is coming out? Have y'all ever told people that you wouldn't go on another date right here in front of their face? I would. What do you think, Sheridan? <clears throat> well, I like to get as naked as possible with someone emotionally when I first meet them. Mm-hmm. And then that lets me decide what I would like to do with you when it comes to building or whether it be, oh, we're being in a partnership or we're just chilling, you right. know, or we're just sexual partners. Right. But to that, I say, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep drinking, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know Teal's giving me the wrap up. Well, we need to know. I mean, would you like to go on a second mm-hmm. date? Would I go I on a second date with Kendrick? Yes, I don't Nicole. know. It, it would depend on what the last five minutes of the date was like. Mm-hmm. You gonna walk me to my door? Yeah, absolutely. You go, okay. Yeah. And then what's gonna happen? Um, oh God! I think if we have that energy, we both know it. Yeah. Something else will probably happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But Yes. I mean, but it could go down. It's felt. I'm always <laughs> I'm always uh, a gentleman first. So I probably would hug you. Hey, it was cool. Da-da-da. Good okay. night. 
hopefully I'll see you again type deal. Okay. As opposed to, yo, can I come in? Yeah. I know ask that, that now. Like, well, I mean, I know I know it happens. <laughs> yeah. I, know it, I know it happens. But, but I think it's like you said, you have to follow that energy though. Because yeah. you know, some people be stepping, putting the cart before the horse, yeah, child. Right. Uh-uh. They do. I'm not that. But I asking that can, is the is the worst. Like right. that's the nail on the coffin. Right. I usually can tell if it's going there by how the person keeps touching me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you leading me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. Okay. okay. I think I think something yeah. else might happen. Okay. But ultimately, if I like you and we're cool, it's boom. Call boom, you. boom. Okay. Right. Yeah. You you would get a second date. Right. Because oh, you because you you hit me with the hug. Now I'm like You coming in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before too like I had a great date with a guy and then he walked me to the door and then it, it was like like a hug and I was just like this is it yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but it made me very yeah but it gave me yeah it made me even do. more interested and I, I respected the fact that he didn't Nothing try and mm-hmm. so yes mm-hmm. second date you get a second date Yay. You get a second date. You get a second date. You get a second date. <laughs> <laughs> this so, happy hour uh, was successful. Yeah. Thank you for coming to our happy hour. I hope we didn't like kind of. Well, we didn't. We didn't go to. Oh, it. We, 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 we were tame. We were tame. We behaved. This, 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 this is a pregame, honey. We tried. You didn't get the happy hour. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kill you. Oh no no no. We 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 took it we took it easy on you. I'm gonna take you right there. So that was lit. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about our first happy hour interview with Kendrick, Nicole? Well, Kendrick is very modest, and we knew this coming into the interview. And for our older read, I think when we do Man Crave, the 40 and 50 year old, you know, listeners and readers always like, well, what about the men for us? Because yeah. they always thought that our men were pretty young, yeah. like 20s, mm-hmm. early 30s. So we gave him a little something, something, you know, mm-hmm. Kendrick is in his 40s. First of all, he was he was describing his type of woman. Well, he was describing his life, and I'm like, me too. Like <laughs> he described his morning, yeah, routine. His morning routine. He was yeah. like, I get up, drink two cups of water. I drink a liter of water me when too. I wake up. He said he goes to the gym. I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was peeping. I was. Peeping. Oh, no, yeah. I was like, I mean, you're describing like, me. But this morning um, routine sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminded me of um, first older guys never approach me ever. I get approached by 20 something year olds all the time. Never, rarely 30 something years old. Maybe I look younger and that's why I'm getting approached, but never. So not even like cat daddies? No cat daddies. Really? None of that. Um, I, I get approached by 50 year old white men at the gym, 50 oh, and 60 wow. years. But okay. So you yeah. can tap into that like sugar daddy category yeah so I, I'm saying <laughs> this to say our our routines and life routines aligned and it made me wonder if I should pursue older guys mm-hmm. one because of how I live my life mm-hmm. and two it made me want to get back aligned because I was out of alignment before that interview like get back to my structure I had got off of my structure a little bit more so thank you Kendrick because you got me back into like my routine um, over these last nine days since or eight days since the interview I'm back on my routine or whatever so I'm gonna attract a, a guy that has similar alignment and similar interests and similar interests yeah I think for me, um, Kendrick showed me that I'm interested in dating some more. 
Okay. Because that took me a little break. That took me a little sabbatical. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, what about his interview made you dis- say, you know what, I, I want to date again? I think it was just the whole nature of it. Like, I felt very alive. I felt very spurned on. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I would love to play a little cat and mouse, you know? I love when you asked him, do vegans taste better? Oh, see. Oh, that's another thing. So it also inspired me. (laughs) It also inspired me to, uh, you know, rethink my lifestyle a little bit. Like I want to like, you know, look into some vegan options of things. I'm doing grocery shopping today and it's going to be mostly plant-based. But that's not to say I'm going to be a vegan because your girl likes steak. (laughs) But... As far as cooking for myself at home, like, yeah, it's going to be mostly plant-based. And I was really inspired by what he was saying about, you know, the history of us, our people and everything like that. So I was like, okay, Kendrick, put me yeah. on. Put me on, kitty, king, king. I'm sure he would love his new nickname. But <laughs> we filmed this interview and you can watch it on our exohappyhour.com website, the Exo Nicole site, and also YouTube. We'll have it on our um, Instagram page as well. So make sure you catch ambitions every Tuesday night on own it's in the second half of the season and things are really heating up you can also catch up with Kendrick Cross on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny the Poet reach out and show him some happy hour love y'all like slide them DMs because yes. he's, he's he's very single he's looking to I feel I felt it in his energy he needs somebody to take him like on a thrill like an adventure or something like to shake I, him I, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got to shake him up a little yeah. bit. Like, yes. <laughs> give him a little taste. Yes. Of- <laughs> Are you up for the challenge, ladies? Because <laughs> he was looking a little delectable to me. Okay, yeah. So he looks good for his age. That like, vegan okay. is working for him. <laughs> and he told me he thinks he does taste better. So I don't know. Y'all test it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a wrap on this episode of Exo Nicole's Happy Hour. If you're loving what you're hearing so far, please drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And show us some love on our Instagram at XO Happy Hour. Yes. And if you have something to share with us, we want to hear from you. Follow us on the gram at XO Happy Hour. Use our hashtag XO Happy Hour or leave us a voice message on the website XOHappyHour.com. Thanks for listening. And as always, check out XONicole.com for all other updates. Yeah, yeah.